thermal sound wave wave it's thermal sound waves the natural alternative to fast hey. food radio we are here see truth kev lawrence that's what yeah. it is we have a guest that's joining us um right about now she was uh, on the program before a while back talking about some very important things um some community work and um even and even bigger now especially especially since you know women's movement and it's a a big movement now Right, right. She's expanded on what she's done since last time we spoke. And we're going to find out and catch up with Miss Andrea Good James joining us on the program right now on Thermal Sound Waves. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Boy, you're taking it back, uh, Kev, with the whole Good James, but okay. D- <laughs> don't blame wonderful. me. That, that was C. That was C. <laughs> Sorry to throw you on the bus seat. No, okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, it is. Good is no good no more. It's just James. Just James. No, no. Oh, okay. Gotcha. James. Gotcha. James. Okay. So no, no boy. Well, when I went to, when I went to, I'm always going to be a good. That's my family name. That's my maiden name. I'm Andrea James, though. Okay. Um, gotcha. And I went to prison. I went to prison under Andrea Good James. So uh, I really haven't heard that since then. Gotcha. <laughs> but that's all, that's all good. Gotcha. That's all good. It's why gotcha. we do this work. Yes, yes, yes. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with you and what you've been doing and the organization that you represent, tell everybody a little bit about that and yourself. Well, I am uh, in the, in the founder and the executive director of the National Council for Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls. The work we do started in 2010 in the federal prison for women in Danbury, Connecticut. I was an incarcerated women, woman at that time serving a two-year federal sentence for wire fraud. I was a criminal defense and real estate conveyance lawyer. I got in trouble in my real estate conveyance practice and was sentenced to serve a two-year sentence. And, you know, I grew up in Roxbury, Massachusetts, for any of you who know about Boston. And uh, I uh, knew acutely, I still live in the same house, raised my children in the same house that I was raised in, in the same house my parents were raised in in the same house that my grandparents lived in. So my grandchildren are the fifth generation of us living here in Boston, in the same house, in the most incarcerated corridor in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And so we were raised up in this family to do this work long before I became an incarcerated woman. And uh, my grandmother broke the color barrier for black nurses here in Boston. My uncle was the first black tenured law professor at UCLA. My aunt was the first female uh, lead pediatrician in L.A. County. And my parents are researchers of African diaspora. So I was raised in that school of thought. And uh, my children I raised in that school of thought. Uh, My daughter, Arielle, is a... Uh, is is like a sister, a brother, a sister to Kev. Kev is like family to us, not like he is family. It's like a son to me. And so um, I'm very honored to be back on this program to raise awareness in this country about the need to end the incarceration of women and girls. No. And we started organizing ourselves in that prison. Uh, 2010, Michelle Alexander's book, The New Jim Crow, came out. And uh, uh, it was, you know, something that swept the country and really opened people's eyes, people who had never paid attention to all the work that had been written by, by uh, other folks uh, uh, who were talking about the need to end what they then referred to as mass incarceration. I don't use that term. Uh, the current criminal legal system is rooted in oppression and control of black people and slavery. So we just say we need to end incarceration. And unapologetically, we focus on women and girls. Now, 
one thing, well, first of all, I mentioned, uh, Sea Truth has been in your daughter's refrigerator, so he's family as well. Let's clap it up for Sea Truth for being in the refrigerator. He all ran right, to the refrigerator. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shout out to your daughter. I snuck in the back door. Yeah, great, great woman. Now, you mentioned Danbury, Connecticut. Isn't that the same place that Martha Stewart was sentenced or spent time in? Well, she, she was initially sent there, but they sent her elsewhere because the media attention was so great that they ended up sending her to Alderson. But uh, uh, at that time, back in 2010, when I was there for two years, it was an all-women's prison. And now uh, they flip-flop. It's flip-flop back and forth over the years from men to women to women to men, uh, which they do um, because we're like chattel, incarcerated people. And they use the buildings that they call prisons in any manner that they see fit. But uh, it's now, for an example, there's a... A uh, few women that are up the hill uh, who are in Danbury, but the majority of the prison, the main part of the FCI, is now men again. But, yeah, she was there for uh, probably a, a little bit of time, uh, but lots of noted people have gone through the doors, the gates of Danbury, and, you know, she was one of them briefly, and then I believe she did her time. I didn't know her. I didn't meet her at that time or... Uh, you know, I wasn't incarcerated with her. It's Thermal Soundwaves. We're here with Andrea James um, doing her thing on the front lines as she has for a very, very long time. Esteemed, esteemed um, individual and human being on the program. And we're honored to have her on with us. See yes. Truth and Kevin Lawrence. Hello? Hit us up 347-454-1278. Email is thermalsoundwaves at gmail.com. You're doing an event, 100 Women in 100 Days, uh, in D.C. Tell us about that event that's, that's going down. Yeah, well, we're calling the National Council for Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls. We're calling on President Biden to release 100 women from the federal system in his first 100 days as part of our Clemency Works campaign. And it's one step towards a full stop to the incarceration of women and girls nationwide. And so we launched our national campaign to end incarceration of women and girls on President Biden's inauguration day. And uh, the first phase of that campaign is this campaign to release 100 women in his first 100 days. He has signed uh, a number of executive orders. One of them was an executive order uh, recognizing the racial injustice in this country and a commitment to uh, creating racial justice. And we are uh, reminding uh, President Biden that uh, clemency is racial justice and that with a stroke of a pen, he can correct many of the harms and the wrongs of uh, bad policy, such as the 1994 Crime Act and the drug policy bills and uh, things that have uh, the Adoption and Safe Families Act and many of the uh, uh, legislation over the years that have affected our communities and our people. And so we're encouraging him in his first 100 days to demonstrate a commitment to our communities by releasing 100 women through clemency in his first 100 days. Now, for some people, would you, they might feel that that's kind of ironic for President Biden to be doing that knowing his past where he was the man behind the 94 crime bill. So I ask you, why do, would you want to choose President Biden to do that rather than who well, was in office before? Which was well, 
Listen, he is somebody who is in office as the president of the United States. The clemency and pardon powers are invested in the executive branch. We have black women and brown women who are buried in the federal prison system. Women like uh, Michelle West, who who has been in prison for 30 years on a drug conviction. We have, you know, countless other women who are elderly, who are sick, who are terminally ill, who are survived and punished, who are long timers that deserve the right to come home. And it's our responsibility to fight on behalf of these women. And if we can ask any other presidents prior to Biden, prior to uh, 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 going back to, to President Obama, under the Obama administration, we were instrumental in pushing 50 of the 102 women that he commuted the sentences of out of office. Wow. We were privileged enough to be have been invited to the White House. Uh, Valerie Jarrett, his advisor, had centered the issue of women and incarceration um, in uh, President Biden's commitment to decarceration. And so uh, we feel with President Biden, we are at least uh, back in uh, uh with an administration that we at least morally and consciously can have a conversation with about uh, clemency. Uh, it's not a gift. Clemency in the past has been used as a gift, but it, it shouldn't be used as a gift. It's a power that's been bestowed on uh, the presidents of the United States and also of governors within their states. Um, you're in a state with a very embattled governor right now, but I would encourage him uh, no matter what, Uh, happens in his circumstances that he takes out that pen and he uses an opportunity such as this to release uh, the uh, uh, people who are aging in prisons, releasing aging people in prison uh, uh, has been doing phenomenal job in New York to raise awareness of this and the need for your governor to commute the sentences of people literally with the powers that are invested in presidents and in governors. And what else are we going to do? That's a power. We're not going to just sit back and pretend that it's not. We're going to go and we're going to advocate and try and get some folks out. And we are going to try and get 100 women out within his first 100 days. He has said that he shall not abandon the black community that uh, uh, voted for him and that advocated for him. He told us that uh, after he was inaugurated, uh, after he won the, 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 the presidential campaign. He said that out of out of his own words. And so we're asking him to understand that because of the wrongs of the 1994 Crime Act, because of the wrongs and the uh, uh, in uh, in, uh, disparate outcomes on black people, black and brown people in this country that those uh, policies had, you know, and from 1998 to 2008, we built a prison every single 10 days in this country. And we crammed those prisons full of black people. And so this country has some atoning to do. This country has some reckoning to come to. And when we have a president that signs uh, an executive order that, that recognizes that there's racial injustice in this country that we need to address, clemency is a part of that. It's a tool that can be used uh, uh, to even that playing field some. And we certainly 
have more than 100 women. We have thousands of women. We have over 200,000 women in this country who are buried in prisons who need to come home. But certainly uh, the women who are in the federal system that are under uh, just a simple stroke of the pen by President Biden, we are going to ask him to commute their sentences. Absolutely. It's thermal sound waves. We're joined by Miss Andrea James here on the program of C-Truth and Kev Lawrence. That's what it is. Now, once the clemency is granted, what is the process as far as it going through and the women actually being released? Because I know between the time of like bills being signed and and all the process that goes on, it could take some time. What, do you know how long it takes in between all of that for someone to actually get released when they are granted well, clemency? If it's an immediate clemency, then they come home immediately. It's a it's a different process than uh, 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 you know uh, trying to pass a piece of legislation. The problem that we've experienced over the years with with people who we are assisting in applying for clemency is the bottleneck because the Justice Department, the same division of 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 uh, uh, prosecutors who prosecute and incarcerate people is it, that the process of the pardon attorney and pardons and clemency goes through the same office. And so it's created a bottleneck. We've got more than 14,000 just federal alone people who have pending clemency applications awaiting a decision. And so we're advocating you know, every day we do this work, regardless of who's in office. And we, one of the things that we've been working on is to create a more streamlined process that can be removed from the very office, the very same office that uh, is in, in responsible for indicting and prosecuting and incarcerating people. And so that, that that's one piece. The second piece is there is variations to clemency. Clemency is clemency. But for instance, President Obama commuted the sentences of and clemency and commutation, two words that are used interchangeably, um, which means clemency and, and commutations are used for people who are currently serving a sentence and that are in a prison in the federal system. A pardon is also an executive branch power, but that that uh, 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 action is done uh, for is provided to a person who is out of prison. So we're fighting on behalf of women who are buried in prison for a clemency. Now, people can get clemency, but they don't get an immediate release. President Obama did most of his commutations through immediate release, which means literally he signs the exec the uh, clemency and, and orders the person to be released from jail, but what it, from prison. But what it doesn't do is wipe the slate clean like a pardon would do. If a president pardoned you, you're, it's as if this didn't happen. Um, all of the responsibility for that transgression and that conviction is wiped off of the books. However, in a clemency, you can be released through clemency and you still are on federal uh, supervised release for years even. Sometimes the president can provide clemency, but it's not for another year or two or three or four. Um, it's all up to the president and it's all up to that office and how they determine what 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 time frame for clemency. But receiving clemency for somebody in particular who's doing like a life sentence is still a very, very good thing. And most clemencies are provided on behalf of people um, that, that, that that is an immediate clemency. And, and when the president signs that order, the person is released, albeit they come out, they have to uh, uh, contact their federal uh, 
probation officer and, and begin that process of whatever the terms of that is. But it still gets them out of incarceration. No doubt. No doubt. Now, I know you got to run because you, you're doing some work with the National Council um, a, a whole lot, especially in conjunction with this event, 100 Women uh, and 100 Days. That's happening March 12th in D.C. at the Black Lives Matter Plaza. Make sure y'all go yeah, out come, and support. Come join us. Yes, indeed. And for those who uh, may not be able to join that day, the work continues beyond that day. How can yes. they get involved in what you're doing beyond uh, that day in D.C.? Well, listen, we are uh, we are here. We are 10 years in into the work that we do to end incarceration of women and girls. We work from pillars, three pillars of policy hyperlocal organizing and national campaigns. And so at any time, anybody can go to our website at nationalcouncil.us, like us, and uh, catch up with us, reach out to us, send us an email, find out how you can get involved, and most importantly, donate to us. We provide mutual aid. We provide legal representation. Uh, we sue prisons. We are sometimes the only recourse. We have been working uh, nonstop around the clock with our senior legal counsel and our legal team to fight on behalf of sick people who are dying, who have uh, compromised immune systems, who are buried in federal prisons, who need to come home. We've been filing motions, doing a lot of legal work. Um, we provide uh, basic income guarantee for formerly incarcerated women. We do a lot of work. And so please consider making a donation to our organization at nationalcouncil.us. But that's also certainly the place where you can shoot us an email or give us a call and find out how you can get involved in this most important national campaign to end incarceration of women and girls. Absolutely. And we want to commend you for the work that you've been doing around this subject because Definitely. it often goes unmentioned or is very quiet when it comes to the incarceration of, of, of women and girls um, to the degree that, you know, the, the men gets the attention. So and it's it's just as big of a problem. So and are you still doing work real quickly with the Families for Justice as Healing as well? Of course, that's our baby. I'm the founder of Families for okay. Justice as okay. Healing. That's actually the organization we founded in the federal prison back in 2010. And our national and international work, we've been in seven countries and building internationally now uh, for a few years. But um, we started. That's the mother load. That's the alpha right there is uh, Families for Justice as Healing. You can follow that work, which is local to Massachusetts. If you're in Massachusetts and you're hearing the sound of my voice and you want to figure out how to get involved, we're fighting right now the stop a new women's prison from being built. Um, wow. And we are working as well. Uh, to end incarceration of women and girls here. Across the country, we are working to do that. So that website is justice as, not and, justiceashealing.org. And that is the original organization when we sat in the yard in the prison in Danbury and said we were going to use our voices in 2010 to bring an end to this craziness. Uh, that was the organization that we started, and it is alive and well and doing phenomenal work uh, under our ED, Mallory Honora, um, in Boston. So either way, justiceashealing.org or nationalcouncil.us, you can get us. Right, right. And also, uh, Ms. James is on Twitter 
Andrea C. James is, is the Twitter. Is, is that right? That's your, your Twitter handle? Andrea C. James is my Twitter, and I think Ari has Andrea Freeher as Instagram. There you go. So get involved with her. She's doing extremely important work for families, for women, for girls all across the country and throughout yes. the world. NationalCouncil.us, Families, uh, Justice, Justice Healing, JusticeAsHealing.org, Justice as, healing. as I get that right. That's right. And uh, make sure you go out and support 100 Women, 100 Days down in D.C., Black Lives Matter Plaza. The work continues beyond that, though. It's not just that one day. All right. And happy That's Women's right. Month, too. Yes. And yes, and commend both you, C and Kev. Uh, Kev, you know how much I love you. And C, I'm just so proud of both of you for continuing to create a platform for voices uh, and issues like us to be heard. So uh, thank you to both of you as well. Definitely, definitely. No problem. And uh, we'll be back with you again at some point down the road because we're going to continue to, you know, bring you on with the work that you've been doing as you continue to do the work. So that's just what it is. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative to fast yeah. food radio. Thermal Sound Wave, wave.